Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the NFL Draft Triple Take. Mike Pursuit of Matt Williamson and Dale Lolly. Down the stretch they come <laughs> as the draft looms ever closer, and we're almost there, but we're not done yet. We have been talking about this stuff for three and a half years now. No, not quite that long, but uh, Dale, it's been pretty extensive, the work we've done, oh, since about late February. No doubt. Uh, you know, these, these names that were, you know, we, we were reaching for names early in the draft process. Now they're all in there jumbled in my head, sometimes all jumbled together, but they're there. Every, all the information is there. There. I think I've, I've seen video of pretty much every single player in this draft. Um, it's, it, you know, that I, I keep seeing that guys though cropping up here and there from these small schools. Like I saw one today from Peru state. Have you guys Peru seen, there was like a cornerback from Peru State? I'm like, I've never even heard of Peru State. I don't think it's in Peru, uh, but there's a football player in this draft from Peru State. He's a cornerback. And Matt, the more we go over this stuff, we're, we're still not getting much of a consensus in a lot of the positions. <laughs> no, very true. One little nugget I want to throw out there is they keep pushing the draft back a little bit every year. And I think what happens as a result, and it'll reflect in, in our first round mocks here, is some of these guys with injuries, you get a little more answers on them. I think it helps those injured guys a lot. And the coaches get more and more involved. So I know that it, it sounds redundant to some people, but I still think that people are in battling it out in rooms. Who should we take at five if these four guys are gone? No, I don't think there's any doubt about it. I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm with you on that. Uh, what we've done to this point, uh, if you've been following along, thank you for doing that. You're aware by now that we've gone through all the positions. We've taken a second look at all the positions. We've done three mock drafts. Today is our fourth and final mock draft. And then next week, we'll have a little bit of a different take on a mock. Uh, the three of us will get together. And while well, two of us will make 11 picks and one guy will make 12 picks. And we'll go through the first round team by team and kind of let it fall that way. But for now, it's, uh, it's an individual thing right now. So uh, let's get after it. And uh, the way I wanted to do this, guys, we'll just kind of break it up into segments. Let's uh, start with you, Dale. And uh, why don't you talk about your top 10? What uh, intrigues you? Uh, what did you wrestle with? And what do you think people really need to know about your top 10? You know, I, I think the top 10 in this draft is pretty – we know – pretty much who the guys are going to be. What we don't know is who, what order they're going to go in because there's no consensus number one. I think if we knew who number one was, it would slot everybody else in after that. Uh, in this final mock draft, I went with Trayvon Walker at number one. Um, you know, he's a toolsy guy, didn't necessarily have the production, but I, you know, I think that the athletic profile sets up as a number one pick. And then I think you start looking at it and I don't have a guy who actually touches the football for a living going until pick eight. That's where, that's where I have my, my top wide receiver, Garrett Wilson, going. But then I have another one going at, at 10 in Drake London to the Jets. Um, that's a little atypical when you look at drafts. I mean, typically the guys who are the, the skill position players that, that touch the football, quarterback, running back, wide receiver, not so much running back in recent years, but, but certainly quarterback and wide receiver – um, you know, there, there's usually three or four of those guys in that top 10, mostly quarterbacks this year, no quarterback in the top 10, at least in this uh, final mock draft for me. Says you. Yeah, I'll get to I'll get to me in a minute. Uh, you've got Trayvon Walker, Aiden Hutchinson, Ikem Kwanu, Kayvon Thibodeau, Evan Neal, Charles Cross, 
Ahmad Gardner, Garrett Wilson, Derek Stingley Jr., and as you mentioned, London, number 10, the wide receiver going to the Jets. Matt, uh, this is a little bit of a surprise. You and Dale are somewhat similar on this thing. Can't say I saw that coming after listening to you guys parrot each other for two and a half months. But uh, uh, You've also got uh, Trayvon Walker, number one overall. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. A couple weeks ago, we were doing one of these, and I posed a question to you. How come everybody in the free world is just saying Hutchinson's number one? Why aren't they saying Walker's number one? And I hear all three of us have Trayvon Walker slated to be the first overall selection. Has he gotten a whole lot better since Georgia won the national championship? (laughs) No. And I just think that there's a lot of not risk, but there's a lot of uncertainty with these these, these guys at the top, the top of the draft to me, isn't very impressive. I mean, Hutchinson's a good player, but frankly, I think he's not even close to the Bosa's, let alone Miles Garrett or Chase Young. I mean, these stud edge rushers we've seen come out lately. Walker, I think, at least could get there, but he doesn't have production. I mean, he's a great run stopper with unbelievable traits. Um, there, there has been some talk about Willis going to the Lions. That seems a little rich to me. I don't even care what order it is. I think Walker and Hutchinson are go one, two in some way, shape, or form. But I'm a little concerned about both. You do have Willis going six to Carolina. So uh, yeah. after all the back and forth, he's the best quarterback because he's the one that has the best upside. Is that yeah? What I mean, I just think if he hits, he's going to hit the biggest. And a Carolina note here is I they absolutely could go tackle and maybe go the Mayfield Garoppolo route or something like that. But it's noteworthy to me that the Panthers don't have a second or third round pick. So they're going to get one thing, and it's probably going to be a quarterback or a tackle. And I just thought they'd probably go quarterback. See, that's yeah. why that's why I didn't mock them a quarterback, mm-hmm. because I think they will make a, a trade for a quarterback because they know they're only going to get one potential one thing. starter to, to, to add to the equation. So if you take the quarterback there, you're not really adding to the rest of the team. Mm-hmm. And so I, I kind of passed on it there. I think they'll go veteran. Matt, your top 10 officially Hutchinson, excuse me, Walker, Hutchinson, Neil, Gardner, Iquanu, Willis at six to Carolina, Thibodeau, Drake, London, Jermaine Johnson. Dale didn't have him in the top 10. You sneak him up there. Pretty intriguing mm-hmm. edge guy. But again, there's a lot of edge guys. They're like the quarterbacks. Which one do you like personally better than the others? It's not that much hard evidence to separate him. You go Garrett Wilson, number 10 at wide receiver. Uh, I also went with Garrett Wilson as the the top uh, wide receiver. I got him going eight to Atlanta. I kind of went back and forth through this whole process, guys. I don't know how you separate Wilson and Alave. I actually like Alave a little better personally, but I went with Wilson just because the the vast majority of people seem to think he's better for whatever reason. Yeah. I also think the Jets are really intriguing just with the wide receiver market in general because they were linked to Tyreek Hill. They've been after guys like DK Metcalf. I mean, a a Debo Samuel or McLaurin could potentially be on the move that I just think that they're going to try to get a receiver, but I think they'd prefer a veteran. And my my problem with these receivers is kind of like I talked about the top of the draft. I don't think London or Wilson are really top 10 players, but I think there's going to be a massive run on receivers. I've got uh, Willis going second to Detroit. And mm, okay. uh, I did that the last time we did this. I just think it makes sense for, a t- I don't think the Lions are in win now mode. Not that everybody is, you know, not trying to win. When have they game. ever been? 
1957, Dale. Uh, but, you know, it's a second-year staff that seems to have gained some traction, and, and the fan base is getting a little intrigued, and you've got the bridge quarterback in place, plus you can use this kid uh, in third and one or uh, third and goal. You can get a little production out of him. Uh, I went with uh, Ahmad Gardner uh, of Cincinnati to Houston at number three. Now, we all have Gardner as our top cornerback. I saw a quote recently from Lovey Smith. We can't play the type of football we want to play until we get better at the cornerback position. That makes now, sense. I mean, they probably need to get better at most of the positions. If yeah, not he could have said that about any of them, yeah. But that, that, I, I think he's screaming that they're going to take a corner there. Uh, I put Pickett at uh, number six to Carolina, Kenny Pickett. For this reason, um, the Panthers still have Sam Darnold, but they also had Cam Newton and PJ Walker start a combined six games for them last year. I think I think they need another option. Dale, you may well be right. They may go get a vet, but if they don't, they can't just go into the season with. Uh, oh, there's there's no if ends or buts about Darnold it. Mike. And Sam Darnold and the backups. It's just yeah. not gonna it's not gonna play. They yeah, there's just picket ties too. That's got to get addressed. Yeah, there's rule and picket ties. Uh, and uh, I don't know. S- somehow uh, Thibodeau in Seattle with Pete Carroll seems to make sense to me. Because sometimes neither yeah. one of those guys makes sense to me. <laughs> it, little out there. Both, uh, you know, maybe I'm having a little hard time understanding both of them at times. But uh, we got that. I'll keep it uh, with myself for picks 11 through 20. And uh, I got Kyle Hamilton going to Washington at 11 just because He's too good to go down much further. I mean, this guy's a great player. Yeah, I did player. the same thing. Yeah. Um, Stingley Jr., I think, is the best cornerback. Minnesota really needs one. He goes there. Offensive line, offensive line. Eagles love their Alabama receivers. Alave to the Saints. Jordan Davis to the Chargers makes as much sense as any first-round pick I've uh, speculated upon or mocked uh, throughout this entire process. I got Dax Hill to New Orleans at 19, and that leaves Devin Lloyd for the Steelers at 20. Dale, uh, you've got it uh, a little bit different. You're leading off with Willis for uh, the Commanders, and you wind up with Dax Hill to the Steelers at 20. Yeah, you know, I, I think you know everybody's kind of overlooking Washington as still being perhaps in the quarterback market because they made the trade for Carson Wentz. Didn't we just see last year a team trade for Carson Wentz and then say, oh, wait, he ain't the guy. Uh, so, uh, you know, I think maybe you're, you're just renting Carson Wentz to a, to a degree. And I think if you, if you have an opportunity to get Malik Willis, uh, at 11, you go ahead and do it. Uh, and, and really they, they don't have a, uh, you know, glaring, glaring needs. I think they could get, add another wide receiver. Uh, maybe we'll see something there happen with McClure and, but they could do that in the, at the top of the second round as well. Especially after those first couple guys are going 11 or gone, 11 is too high for that. Then I have Jermaine, uh, Jermaine Johnson, the Minnesota. Um, I, I do think he is, he's one of the top guys in this. Uh, Houston locks out and gets Kyle Hamilton at 13. I just think they would, they would love to have that happen. You get a, a premium uh, defender like that. And I get Jordan Davis going to the Ravens. Um, you know, Mike, I, I, I understand the Chargers sentiments there with him, but I just don't see him getting past Baltimore. Yes, they re-signed Calais Campbell. Uh, but he's 35 years old. They need to get younger up front and continue to build that thing the way that, that, that John Harbaugh likes to do it, and that is have these big run stuffing guys in the middle and then blitz like crazy off the edges. That's just what they like to do. Um, Jamison Williams at 15 to the Eagles, uh, you know, that's a value pick 
all day long. I think they would love to get that guy and add him to the, to the equation. And then, uh, yeah, Dax Hill to the Steelers. I have Pickett going at 19 to the Saints. Uh, that leaves the Steelers with Dax Hill. Love the player. Think you can do a lot of different things with him. Uh, he can play. He could be your nickel corner. He can be a deep safety. He can come down in the box. Just really makes your defense a lot better. Matt, you've got uh, pretty much the same names and uh, some of them in the same spots as Dale. Uh, you've also got Davis to the Ravens, uh, and you've got – uh, Trevor Penning going to the Chargers. I had those two reversed. They both have needs in the trenches, yeah. profound needs. Uh, you've got Lloyd to Philadelphia, uh, as do you, Dale. Matt, tell me why the Eagles are going to draft an inside linebacker. Well, I don't feel strong about it at all because they never, ever do. They never take a linebacker in the first round. They don't value that position. Different regimes, though. I mean, this isn't 20 years ago. That's what I was going to say. And they have a wealth of picks. They have an extra first rounder. They've got a lot of second and thirds as well. They really need a quarterback of the defense. And like Dale, I already had them taking Jamison Williams. So, you know, they, they filled one need right off the bat and which was a home run run pick. And I, I think Lloyd's a really good player and worthy of the 18th pick. Now it gets a little bit uh, different in the latter third of the first round here, Matt, we'll keep it with you to uh, take us through your uh, complete mock uh, new England to 21, the Kobe Dean, Georgia, then uh, Jahan Dotson to green Bay, George Karloftis to Arizona, Zion Johnson to the Cowboys, Andrew Booth to Buffalo. This one's looking a lot like mine. Uh, or mine's looking a lot like yours. Kenny Pickett to Tennessee. Devontae, That's one I want to mention here in a minute. Devontae really Wyatt to spot. Tampa. Yeah. Uh, Ber- Berhard Ray- Ryman, excuse me, to Green Bay. Then Kansas City gets Sky Moore and David Ajabo. That's an interesting speculation there. Ajabo to the Chiefs on the second of their two first-round picks. Kyer Elam, cornerback to Cincinnati, and Desmond Ritter, last of the first round to Detroit. Yeah, there's two I really wanted to highlight there that pick it to Tennessee. I've never seen that mocked. This is just me trying to look through the Titans' eyes. And here's my logic behind this. It's just an economic move. You watch the playoff game? (laughs) Well, that too. Well, that too, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, Ryan Tannehill turns 34 years in July. And if you take Pickett at 26, you make Tannehill the starter this year and you run it back. And then you hand it to Pickett a year from now. Not only do you get like 11 years younger at quarterback, but you save about 32 million in cap space. So for the 26 pick, you might get a very similar quarterback in a second year picket, a lot younger and a lot cheaper. To me, that just makes perfect economic sense. And then the other one I wanted to mention too, that I haven't seen elsewhere is, as you mentioned, a Jabo with the Chiefs' second pick. They already got a receiver in Sky Moore in my mock. And much like the Steelers or the Patriots, they don't ever pick in the top 10 to get these stud edge rushers. So if you have to wait a year, you still get a Jabo for four years. And my hunch is Kansas City can win some games while they wait for him. This is nothing against Hutchinson who I think is a really good player. I just don't think he's been the clear-cut, head-and-shoulders-above guy that a lot of people have portrayed right. him to be. But do you think Ajabo might have bigger upside? I do think he does. I think he's more naturally talented. And he's, I, think, I, mean, I think he's got a lot of Bud Dupree to him, actually, Mike. A, a guy that is still learning the position but has all the athletic traits in the world. And, you know, three years from now, he could be the best guy in the draft. Well, he came I, from I think what? Hutchinson even said 
Ajabo doesn't even know what he doesn't know yet. Yeah. I mean, he, he yeah. came from uh, Nigeria via Scotland, right? Yeah. I think so. And, yeah. And Jeremiah, Daniel Jeremiah, the NFL network told a joke during the combat. He said the, the, the thing people used to say about Ajabo was when he first got to America, he didn't know a hash mark from a hash brown. <laughs> right. Right. Or well, Quinn beef hash. <laughs> wait till he figures it out. I mean, exactly. Is, he did not make my first round. I'm almost regretting not sliding him in there to somebody just as we kick this around here. And uh, Matt, I think you might've hit on it there with the chiefs. Dale, let's, uh, let's take a look at yours. Uh, starting with uh, Trent McDuffie to the Patriots. Bill Belichick likes his cornerbacks. Hey, everybody likes a good cornerback. Everybody needs one. Uh, Karloftis, Andrew Booth, Tyler Linderbaum. He snuck into my uh, first round as well. You got him going to Dallas. Elam, cornerback to Florida. Devontae Wyatt, the other Georgia defensive tackle. Zion Johnson, Jahan Dotson, Trevor Jones to Kansas City. Uh, mm -hmm. A little faith in the UConn kid. Uh, oh, look at this. Dale's uh, rolling the dice with uh, Lewis Seen going to the Chiefs. I like this. Aggressive. You like him, so you're going to stick him where you yeah. stick him, not where everybody else sticks him. Uh, N'Kobe Dean and then Desmond Ritter closing it out to Detroit. Yeah, you know, and I know people are going to look at Trevor Jones. You mentioned, oh, he went to UConn. If Trevor Jones had an A on his jersey or, or uh, you know, the Georgia G on the side of his helmet, we would be talking about him right now as a first-round draft pick. Everybody would. But because he went to UConn and was the only guy on that team that was worth anything, um, you know, nobody's really talking about him. He has stood out at every possible t moment in this draft process. He killed the senior bowl. He killed the combine. You know, the guy's a football player. He had more sacks than, than either of the Georgia guys this year. And I guarantee you, he probably saw as many double and triple teams, if not more than those guys. But get, because again, he's playing at UConn with a bunch of accountants. You know, it, it, I think the guy's a stud. I, I think, I, you know, I know people are still mocking him in the second round. I think he sneaks into the back of the back into the first round. Points and very the, well taken. By the way, Alabama wears a number, not an A. Whatever. <laughs> you get the, you get the, I said A I, on the chest. I said G uh -huh. on the helmet. Oh, okay. <laughs> There's also not a ton of D tackles to pick. That's from. the other thing. You know, if you're going to yeah. get one, you better step up to get one. The other, I, I like seeing as well. Now, Matt, uh, I, I know Dale's the one making him a first rounder, but I love him though. It's the difference between Hill and seeing that Hill was probably more cornerback capable. Yes. Like if, if you just look at the They're two different styles from the safety position, seeing is at least as good at safety, right? Oh yeah. Seems a little more in the box to me. He's a little more strong. Traditional. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, too high, not single high. Um, people rave about scenes, football intelligence, the way he sees things, gets everybody aligned. Not that Hill's lacking in that department, but Hill, I think, could be an outside corner and is a five-star recruit that's a five-star athlete. I mean, he's an A-plus athlete. Yeah, yeah I, I, I could see seeing him play at 22. I mean, quite frankly, yeah, yeah. I, I could see the Steelers liking that guy a lot. If Hill's no, gone or, or instead of Hill. Either I mean, if they just want a true strong safety type, yeah. mm -hmm. he might be the best true strong safety in the draft. I got to admit, I got a little, uh, you know, I couldn't see the uh, Bulldogs for the trees there a little bit with him. There was, <laughs> right. there was too many Georgia guys, and uh, like it was just another one. But the, the second and third look, I was like, wow, is this kid a player? Uh, I, I like the way Dale worked out. I like what you did with Ajabo. Uh Matt, my uh, 21 through 32, I got uh, Johnson going to New England. 
Uh, they're not going to pass. I don't know if he'll fall that far or not, but mm-hmm. if he does, that's great value there. Traylon Burks to Green Bay, another guy who the first time I looked at him, I was, eh, okay. And the more I looked at him, wow, is this guy the new age uh, Debo Samuel, uh, you know, weapon? where do you want me? Just get me the ball, put me wherever you want. I, I, I was really fascinated watching Samuel in the playoffs last year. Uh, credit to that staff for figuring out different ways to use him and get him involved. Not necessarily a polished route runner, but hey, jet sweep, bubble screen, uh, get him the ball somehow and get out of the way. Uh, nothing uh, real exciting uh, down toward the end, uh, fairly uh, by the numbers. I got uh, Zion Johnson going to the Cowboys because he can play anywhere on the offensive line. Um, the one that I struggled with a little bit was uh, Green Bay's second pick. Uh, I went with that was uh, a Ra- tough one for me too. I went with Raymond. Uh, yeah, thought about I one of the it. safeties there. Uh, maybe uh, scene ends up there. Who knows? Uh, I got dots in the Kansas City as I've had all along, and then I figure uh, the Chiefs will also take uh, Arnold Ibikite, the edge rusher from Penn State. Matt, you were talking about a jabo there, mm-hmm. but you know you need you need some rush there. A guy that snuck back into my first round, liked him initially, then I kind of started overlooking him. Now he's back. Tyler Linderbaum from Iowa goes to the Bengals. And last but not least, you guys might laugh, but talk to me in five years. With the 32nd pick, the Detroit Lions take Kenneth Walker III, running back from (laughs) Michigan State. Here's my logic. Five picks in the first 97. If they take Willis, you're not going to get huge production this year. But I think Walker can do for Detroit next year what Najee Harris did for the Steelers this year. Not the volume of catches, but no matter the case, no matter the status of your line or your passing game, he's going to get you what's there, and then three or four or five more yards. Now that might be a two-yard gain, it might be a seven-yard gain, but I think this guy's instant running game. I think he's a special player, and uh, and yeah, I went to Michigan State. Sue me, <laughs> Mike. A first round, a late first round running back wouldn't blow me away. And then my last Lions note is if they were to go Willis at two. I think a Jabo at 32 is perfect for them. I mean, if they used to wait a year, if they wait a year, you know, I, you know, I, I had that one in one of these, but I, I didn't they know did. if they, I didn't know if they wanted to wait on both first rounders. Yeah. Yeah. So I went with the running back figured, you know, give them the ball. They could play action, uh, play a little, play a little uh, smash mouth. Like the coach uh, says he likes to do. It's, it's not the worst idea in the world. Is it? It's a kneecap biter type of move. They are kneecap biters there. Yeah. So they say uh, <laughs> that is going to do it uh, for our round number one. But uh, again, if you weren't with us uh, quite uh, at the outset here, and uh, since this is on tape delay, you probably were, but that's just a broadcasting phrase. If, in case you're just joining us, we're going to do a different kind of mock next week. The three of us are going to get together. We're going to fly to Vegas and, uh, and sit at a uh, blackjack table and uh, go one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three, and just kind of roll through this. So we have a chance to uh, mess up each other's boards. Are we going to do trades on that? We're going to get together like, well, Matt's talking, Dale, are you and I going to whisper? Ah, that's not a bad idea. That's not a bad idea. Really confuse them. Maybe we will. Maybe we won't. You have to tune in to find out. Uh, I want to remind everyone that uh, you can find all of this type of stuff on all of the Steelers' social media platforms. Thanks for finding us, however and wherever you did. Until next week, for Dale Lawley and Matt Williamson, I'm Mike Pursuta. This has been the NFL Draft Triple Take Mach 4 presented by UPMC.